With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yep, that's, uh, that's fair. Um, that's probably it, Gareth. The other couple right then, things mate. that I didn't mind, are just, they're too tight in the market. and sort of like the ship to look a little bit wider when we're betting out wide because the obvious ain't so obvious when you get to Toowoomba at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. Oh, that's why you're the Toowoomba king. We all call upon you to help us get out of trouble or continue on our merry way. We're gambling irresponsibly, 1-800-858-858, of course. But Shane, you go and have a a banana and mango smoothie to recover after that workout. I will be. I will be. Uh, Hopefully we can go one better than last week. I only tipped you two winners from three bets last week, so hopefully we can... And they were all at a good price. We hail the champ, and it was about time you You're bounced back. We we appreciate you, and we adore you. Always a pleasure to join you on a Saturday morning, Gareth. Good on you, Shane. Oh, Shane Curley, yeah. Thanks, I was uh, only tipping $20 winners there at Ascot last week. Terry Layton joins us. Hello to you, Terry. Hey, mate, I saw all your no-apology money coming last week. Yeah, it was, was a big go, wasn't it? I thought, geez, you oh. finally listened to me, did you? My God, I didn't listen to you. Now, a couple of the lads were pretty keen and had something on at the early price. But uh, how about uh, Alan Kennedy just at that, about the six 700, saying, you know what, jump on my back, Brad, and I'll take you right into the race for no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah, the stars aligned for that little plunge, didn't they? It did. Um, he looked 100 to 1 halfway through that race, and then he was fifty if they swung for home. Yeah. Even though he was no, under pressure. Know. You, yeah. I just don't know what Alan Kennedy was doing, popping out uh, at the 700 in a six-horse field when they were going along at a good clip, as they always do with big screen in the race, and just just sitting deep when he had the perfect spot. Yeah. Uh, it was it was wild stuff. But uh, too, yeah, no, you take uh, you take a bit of value, you deserve a bit of luck at times. So uh, you do yeah, one for the good guys, though. All right, thanks for that. Really appreciate it, Terry. You're following as uh, SJ's as SJ got the big word out about um, elite missile today. Um, I don't know, actually. I think that's, oh. it's got a big chance, hasn't it? And it was, it's been an interesting build-up to this race meeting. I'm in Sydney, and I caught up with Simon Miller yesterday, and it's fair to say he was a little bit disgruntled with rural <laughs> officials um, moving the race meeting to Bunbury and saying, well, we've got most of the Perth horses competing at this meeting, and you're going to make us travel three hours in a truck during the hottest part of the day to race at Bunbury. So he scratched his horses. So was Luke Fernie. But on the flip side of that, the Southwest trainers say that we do that every week when we come to Perth. So I don't think there's any winners out of this. Um, they're in a, in a tricky situation, well, the RARA officials. Yeah, they are. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the heat policy is there. They've got a strict number. It's 38 degrees. Um, as soon as they hit 38, they're, they're not allowed to run. It was going to be 38 throughout the entirety of morning, afternoon. Yeah. Like today's a a hot old day in Perth, so they weren't going to run, so it was either abandon the meeting completely or, or find a racetrack where the temperature was going to dip below 38, and that was Bummery. So I, I don't think they had a choice. Let's be honest. What would they get to literally cancel or, or not run at all? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Michael Lanes and the Lulu Chianis or whoever else trains down that way, they just have a little win here, and, and good on them. I, I don't mind it. I 
think it's better we go ahead. But, um, yeah, the meeting's decimated. Simon's throwing the toys out the cot and uh, he scratched all of his runners on the day and big deductions. And we're still half an hour away from final field. So who knows who else will come out and decide they're not making the trip down. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a thin old meeting, I'll tell you what. What are we doing from a punning perspective then? All right. Uh, what we do today, we'll start in the first. Race one and two are the main ones we're going to get involved in. Wonder Weapon, uh, we tipped you a couple of weeks ago, Gareth, at about 10 to 1, and it was this tragedy beaten of, of this year to date still, I reckon. I reckon that I genuinely reckon that was going to win that race by three lengths um, if you made one of about seven wrong decisions in the race. But that is racing. Uh, we're not going to get the 10 bucks each way today. We'll be lucky to get three, but uh, I've marked it favourite in a in a very small field, so there's probably still enough on it at three bucks to have something on, but Chrissy Parnham goes on, and plenty of respect for Bonjo, who's your, your current favourite, um, but I just think with the five kilo weight swing and the rise to 16.75, there are a couple of things that are in Wonder Weapon's favour, and Danny Morton's getting his yard to tick a bit at the moment, so happy having something on it in the first... Uh, in race number two, um, Gift of the Heart and Benji's should be leading and breezing. I think Birdie Eagle off seven days just simply parks on them um, and gets the final crack. It, it should have absolutely no excuses whatsoever. And uh, last preparation of the seven days, running to Weaponson and be optimistic, which I think is better form than this and um, absolutely wallop them. So I think it's a horse that's just ready to win at this point. Money's kept coming, but again, I was about two fifty, so three dollars plus. We're happy to have a bet and watch the Benji's price late. Um, it's been ridden cold in a couple of sprints down south, which isn't really its go. It'll go to the breeze and be and be very tough. I think Birdie will get it, um, but if we're getting sort of somewhere near seven dollars late, I'm happy to chop out on Benji's as, as the main danger, hoping that Gift of the Heart doesn't run out the sixteen um, seventy five. Uh, what else we got? Race number six. Uh, with all the scratchings in this one, a horse that I think is absolutely flying but was, was mapped horribly pre-scratchings is final authority. But with um, Madam Kisses and Lexington City and uh, one other, Rupert's Empire, all coming out, there's now probably that spot just behind the speed. I think pre-scratchings, Clint was probably going to have to snag out the back to probably ninth or tenth over a 1,000. and. That's not really where you want to be. Now, I think with those scratchings, he should be able to land somewhere near the 1-1 here. And if he gets that spot stalking Bay Zidden, uh, who's Jimmy Taylor's, uh, Ginevan in the race, yes. I think he'll be really hard to beat. And I think he's probably, he might even wobble a bit. He's not a horse the market usually finds. So he's around $6 at the moment. He's probably representing one of the better value bets on the day, um, I think. Uh, and then something small in the last uh, at an each way prior. I think it's about 10 11 at the moment. Chance it drifts uh, is recalled. Okay. Um, they will be aiming recalled, I think, at Pinjarra and Bunbury Cups uh, long term. But its first up run of its last two preparations would win this very, very weak race. And we're going to see each way. And its trial was great. So um, that's an easy bet. All right, then, mate. What about just I want to ask you a question about Zip Away. Mm-hmm. First up in Melbourne today, the Guineas winner placed in a northerly behind Dom Deschutes and Zaki. I think he's I think he's pretty good, this Galloper. Yeah, he certainly is. I heard Neville talking earlier in the week, and there just seemed some. Um, so it's definitely going around, isn't it? I haven't checked the final yep. scratchings over yep. it's, it's, there was some. Racing. You could just hear. Yeah, there was just some talk in his... Uh, you could just hear in his voice. He wasn't certain if um, it was going to go around. So it always worries me. You can tell with Neville sometimes when he gets interviewed, 
Yes. You can tell you get a lot from his interviews. I think just reading, like, just just with, he'll never declare one. He'll never, but you just get a bit from them. I, I think like there was one midweek forever classic. I think quite a few of us were on. We backed at tens to fives, and he, they interviewed him twenty minutes before the race. And I thought, no, this isn't winning. I can tell this is his first up. I can yeah. tell this isn't winning just from the way they interviewed him. He just. Yeah. He didn't have that little, uh, but yeah, he didn't have that with Zip away when I heard him talk about it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really, really nice horse. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it progresses over there. And um, I'd love to see Stevie Parnham pick up a big race over East yep. at some point. He's one of the great punting interview trainers of all time, Nifty. Yeah. I, when I was in Perth, he'd not... walk in there and he goes, this will be winning. And then sometimes in his interviews, he just gets disgruntled. Um, yeah. with the people interviewing <laughs> them because he thinks that they've got no idea, including myself. Um, who, so, was the, who was the worst trainer? Who got most upset? It would have been Steve Wolf. Now nah, Wolfie was good. Wolfie would declare declare them to me. I thought everyone oh, was yeah. pretty good. Simon Miller, he he was he was like Simon Miller Puffer. In fact, they're all pretty good judges. Roy Rogers used to have a field day. Used to stir them up mm. a little bit. But Nifty never. Is he, you were right. You. He never. Yeah, he never gave too much away. But when he said this will be winning, they would win. Um, yeah, go, that's why. Yeah. That's why he's a godfather. Yeah, he certainly is. He's the underrated godfather as well, isn't he? He just sort of goes about his business. He doesn't really... The Parmyard don't really have... Like, a lot of yards have down down runs. Like, we saw Simon Miller had a, a lean six months. Yeah. Adam Durant probably at the moment having a lean year or so. But Neville doesn't really seem to have those periods where he has, like, a real long down run. He just, it's just consistent, right. always ticking over. No, he's a genius. That's what he is. Yeah. He's um, he's a terrific man. Hey, Terry, you have a wonderful day. Enjoy Bunbury. Mate, it's been a pleasure. I'll speak to you next week. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. There is Terry Layton looking at Bunbury today. That meeting transferred from Ascot to Bunbury because of the hot weather in the West. We'll take the news. We'll come back with Heath Pope.